Our guest this week on For The Now Media is Tracy Rawling Church, who last year founded the Reading Climate Festival. Let's face it, as well as the global pandemic, the global crisis of climate change is top of the agenda. This year, the festival is part of Great Big Green Week and kicks off on the 20th of September and runs through to Sunday the 26th with a great lineup of events at venues and online on how to tackle climate change. Let's find out more. Welcome to For The Now Media, Tracy. It is really lovely to see you and it, it's not long now, is it? And it, it's Reading Climate Festival. So, and this is in its second year, I do believe. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So it starts on Monday, runs till the following Sunday. And uh, we did it last year for the first time because there was a kind of gap where COP26 should have been and we wanted to fill it with something. And it was so successful that we've decided to make it an annual event. And this year we brought it forward so that it could be part of the Great Big Green Week, which is a UK wide um, programme of events in towns everywhere to um, promote action on climate change. And they are actually supporting you, aren't they? The, the Great Big Green Week as well. Um, the body of people that, that put that. Yes, they are. Yes, we. Yeah. That's right. We secured some funding from them. So um, that was that was very welcome as well. And that's enabled us to um, to program some additional content uh, that's a bit more arts and culture focused, which is lovely. Because, I, I mean, it really does bring it to life. And you're working with Juji Lindsay, aren't you? That's right. Yes. So she runs Reading Fringe Festival and she was enormously supportive last year in fact she was the person who basically kind of gave me permission to turn my crazy idea for a festival into a reality by offering to help so um, I've roped her in again this year and she's been curating the arts and culture content for me. So last year you were all online because you know we were still really in the midst of the global pandemic I mean I'm not even sure what we are now but this year um, you've got some so it's hybrid, isn't it? So you've got some really exciting live events and you've actually got one going on in the Oracle. Yeah, that's right. So we've got Culture Mix playing um, steel pans in the Oracle on the uh, Saturday afternoon. So that's the 25th. And then we've got um, the Planet Protectors running a treasure hunt for children at Reading Town Meal in the Forbury on, on the Saturday from 12 till 4. Uh, there's um, a family-based activity, which is the Earth Action Challenge at Lavender Place on the Sunday. And then we've got some other, other surprises, people popping up all over the place and engaging with people to get their thoughts and, and kind of fears and hopes and dreams about climate change as well. I mean, what have you identified? It, it almost seems like a bit of a silly question, really. But, you know, what have you identified it within the town of Reading, which is basically a city, isn't it, with, without the, the, the proper nomination of it? Um, it? You know, that, you know, we need to do most. I mean, I'm guessing and I know I'm working in Reading as, you know, a news person, it, it's always pretty much been carbon emissions, isn't it? It's not just carbon emissions. There are some issues around nature and biodiversity. And, you know, we need to take better care of, of the environment in, in all its forms, but particularly with climate change. And I think we're all beginning to recognise now that, you know, the effects of climate change don't happen to 
people far away anymore. You know, we're, we're feeling the extreme heat. We're seeing the extreme rainfall. These are all impacts caused by the changing climate. And the changes to the climate are being caused by increasing costs every sector of the community. And so that's very much what we've tried to do with the festival is uh, to have events that will appeal to all sectors of the community. So not just the, the people who always come along to talks about climate change, but also, you know, the families, the faith groups, the people who are interested in music. Um, it really is, you know, just trying to reach everybody and say, look, this feels like a big, scary challenge. But actually, if we all work together, we all collaborate and we all do our part, then we can make a difference. And I mean, you know, you this this crazy idea that is now grown into um, an infant, it runs parallel to what you do anyway, doesn't it? Because, you know, you find ways of sustainably um, helping businesses rather to be sustainable within their their workplace. You know, this has become really prevalent, hasn't it? I mean, we've I know we've kind of been faced with a, a global pandemic, but I mean the, the the other underlying global crisis is climate change. Yeah, that's completely true. And I mean, in my day job as a sustainability consultant for Aclaro, we we've grown massively over the last. We've more than doubled in size in the last year because demand for our services is growing so fast. And there's a lot of interest from businesses in the net zero challenge and, and how to embrace it. And they're looking for help and support. Lots of organizations know they need to do something, but they don't necessarily need to you know, know where to start and they want some help. Businesses have realized how quickly they can adapt in the such rapid adjustments to the way that people work and you know, everyone working from home and not commuting to the office. So that's kind of shown them that they can make those changes and that it won't necessarily affect the output of their business. And they've also seen some savings from that, you know, not having to pay for a lot of flights, for example, for business travel um, has actually been a benefit to some organisations and, and employees, you know, many of them have found that they have better work life balance as a result of working frequently from home, um, you know, maybe still going into the office, that hybrid working model is becoming quite popular now. So the fact that it's made us rethink the way that, that we work, I think is quite helpful because it's almost opened up the art of the possible and, and given businesses the opportunity to think a bit differently about how they run things. Definitely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. So, I mean, you know, the, the whole week that the Reading Climate Festival is on, I mean, there's there's several workshops as well where people can come along and discuss how they think, you know, perhaps you can move forward. I mean, the big thing at the moment with the energy crisis, because we've, we've got a, an energy crisis going on, haven't we, in terms of um, energy prices are soaring into October mm -hmm. and Ofgem, the regulator, has, has put the, had to put the prices up because, you know, it's very difficult to um, you know, obtain fossil fuels for now because we're we're fast running out of those. But also, I mean, I know things like wind farms this year have not been able to produce enough energy. So we're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. So insulation is really the way to go, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a it's a tricky challenge because the, there's actually quite a lot of policy regarding new buildings. So, you know, buildings are required to meet certain environmental standards if we build them now. 
But, you know, the vast majority of the buildings that will be here in 100 years are already built. And so it's really important to optimise the buildings that we already have. And you're, you're completely right that insulation is a really important thing. And it's something that people can find quite difficult because, I mean, I don't know about your loft, but most of them are full of junk. And so just to get access to put down insulation can be really challenging. But we've got some talks about how to keep your home warmer without spending so much on energy. We've got talks about um, how to design your buildings to be more energy efficient. Um, there, are, yeah, there, there are lots of talks about energy. There are tours of the wind turbine as well at Green Park, which is quite interesting for anyone that's never been there and actually heard about how it works. Um, I've been and it's fascinating. Um, and there are tours of the RE3 um, Civic Community Centre as well down at Smallmead. So actually go and find out what happens to your recycling when you put it on the, on the, on the curbside. And then we've got talks for businesses about how to reduce their energy consumption as well. So we're really, you know, we're trying to engage everybody on the energy agenda, but it's not just about energy. Um, there are a few talks about food as well. And this year we are in collaboration with the Town Meal, which is taking place on, on the Saturday of Festival Week. And there are lots of talks about how you can adapt your diet so that it has lower carbon impact. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, there are just so many, so many different events. It would, if I listed them, we'd be here all day. Of course, but that is another interesting one, actually. Uh, you know, up there with the the energy side of the thing and insulation is is you know, I mean, veganism has become a very vast thing, hasn't it? And a lot of more people mm. have been switched on onto that. But there is the argument about, you know, methane that cows produce. But however, <laughs> the substitutes for cheese, for example, you know, are processed in a factory. So yeah. you're probably producing twice the amount of carbon emissions. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not knocking veganism at all. I'm really, really not. But, you know, what, mm. what is the balance on that? Have you got any idea or...? So I've, I've been trying to eat a low carbon diet and I'm not a fan of labelling diets and I'm, I certainly wouldn't call myself a vegan, but I do try and eat mostly plant based, mostly local and seasonal and with the least processing. So, you know, things that you grow yourself in the garden are the very best of all and they tend to taste better too. I love that thing of just pulling something out of the ground and an hour later it's on my plate. That's so exciting. Uh, but, you know, locally grown produce is good. The, the main issue with with meat is, I mean, the methane is 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 a it is a global warming gas. And there are experiments actually going on um, at the Agricultural Research Centre at Shinfield into how to develop animal feeds that will reduce the methane output from cattle. But actually, it's the bigger problem is the deforestation that's caused by big farming. And so growing any crop or raising any animal on a massive scale and just wiping out all the natural habitat that was there beforehand is really, really bad. And that is the biggest issue really globally is the fact that habitats are being destroyed to make way for either monoculture of things like palm oil um, or just massive, massive cattle ranches where you know nothing really grows. So, I think rather than promote veganism, I'm inclined to say, just try and think about the impact of your diet and try to make some, some adjustments. So maybe eat a bit less meat, try and buy more local and seasonal produce, try to cook from scratch rather than buying processed foods. 
and you know keep those things that may be a little bit worse for the planet as luxuries and and there's also a lot to be said for kind of spending a little bit more and getting something that's been raised with love as well you know the kind of grass-fed cattle grown in Scotland rather than a steak flown in from Brazil you know those those kind of changes can make a real difference it sounds like you've got a full lineup haven't you for for the festival which is brilliant um so where do people do do you have to buy tickets do you have to reserve I mean obviously for the the live events you will have to to get tickets won't you uh, there are tickets for everything, um, but everything is free. So every single event is free. And that's really important to us because we want it to be accessible to everybody. Um, we do have online events, which obviously the size can be unlimited, but still you need, you know, you need the Zoom link to attend. So uh, most of the events are just registered on Eventbrite with, with free ticketing. And, and that allows people to either uh, register for a, a live event or, or to get the, the watch link for a for an online one and uh, everything is listed at www.readingcan.org.uk slash festival you can find every single event listed there and um yeah just please you know book yourself in the bookings are coming in thick and fast we've already got two events that are full so um two of our two of our live events are completely full and um the, you know they are going fast so if anybody wants to come along i would really urge them to have a look at the program and, and get themselves kind of booked on to the, the ones that interest them. Well, thank you very much for coming on uh, for the now today. And I wish you the best of luck. And I look forward to popping down to an event, I think, over the next week. That'll be great. This is a For The Now Media production.